You're listening to the Her Money, Her Business podcast. This podcast is for women starting or growing their own business and features episodes about money management, reducing financial stress, and how to grow a profitable business that's built to last. We want to see women in business thriving. So if you avoid discussing money, lack confidence managing money, or want to struggle less while making money, then you're in the right place. Let's make finance fun and money matter. I'm your host, Sonia Belzarolo. And this is the Her Money, Her Business podcast. Welcome to episode 17. In this episode, I'm talking to online business mentor, Miranda Ivey. So before we get into the episode, I want you to know a little bit more about Miranda. If you're listening to this episode before the 31st of March, 2022, then you'll want to know about Miranda's online auction. She's raising funds for flood relief. There are so many amazing auction items in the auction and the money goes to such a wonderful cause helping the flood victims from northern New South Wales area where Miranda lives herself and she is donating all of the funds of the online auction to Norwax which is the Northern Rivers Women and Children's Services. So Miranda herself saw firsthand the effects of the floods because she lives in the area and she's put together this fantastic online auction to raise money. So go check it out. The link to the auction is down in the show notes. And if you have to outbid me, then please do. So if you don't yet know Miranda, here's a quick snapshot. Miranda Ivy is the go-to online Australian business mentor, marketer, a podcaster and an author an internationally recognized Facebook ad management specialist. She's dedicated to helping businesses leverage their unique market position. Miranda is a neuro-linguistic programming or an NLP coach where she helps women tap into what's holding them back when it comes to running a business that they love. And when she's not behind her computer, you'll find Miranda roller skating, surfing or hanging out with her two kids near her home in northern New South Wales. So if you follow Miranda on social media or if you go check her out, you would definitely see lots of roller skating, surfing on her Uh, social media. So lots of fun. So Miranda and I in this episode talked about money. Obviously, we talked about Miranda's business journey, having fun in business. And that's something Miranda does a lot of um, and having fun online and spending money to make money using Facebook ads. So let's right now jump into the episode. Hi, Miranda. Thank you so much for agreeing to be on the podcast. Exciting to have a chat to you. Ah, I'm happy to be here. I've been listening to episodes and uh, I just, I think I said it to you in a message, you know, you've got such a nice authoritative voice. It's just coming across just some simple strategies. I love it. That's good. Yes. I like to keep things simple and actionable. They're my, my two key things, which is good. That's good. Good to hear. So, yeah, so when we actually sort of met online a while ago when we were both doing the book writing course with Emma Franklin Bell, so we've yes. got both got our books out in the world now, so that's exciting. And uh, it's, yeah, it's really great how we can just meet online and then, you know, sort of things come about where we can chat on a podcast and do all that sort of stuff. It's, it's really great that we can connect that way these days. Makes business a lot easier. And, uh, and you are, I know you do lots of things. Obviously in the bio, we talked about what you, uh, in the intro, what you do. 
But today I wanted to talk about two things. So I really wanted to talk to you about the fun in business and making business fun. So, you know, the, the podcast is generally about making finance fun. And, um, and I really wanted to chat a lot about that and about business as well, because when I see you online, you're always having fun. And I think, you know, that's, you know, I think that really comes across as, you know, it, it doesn't mean that business is not serious and it's not doing what it needs to do, but it doesn't need to be not fun. And I think if you're not having fun in your business, then, you know, you've probably got some questions that you're asking yourself in the background anyway. But also, um, because you're a Facebook ads expert, I think it would be really good, um, you know, as you suggested, to talk about spending money to make money as well, because obviously we're all about, you know, making money as well. So to start with, why don't we get into the two questions I've been asking all the guests? So that is, how can we as women make finance fun? What's your perspective on that? Oh, such a juicy question. <laughs> and especially when I was listening to some of the episodes that you've already done, I was like, oh, man, oh great answers. <laughs> but for me, uh, finance and particularly business finance, I've had like the separate bank accounts for years now and, and watching those numbers has always been fun for me. But I do love for me making finance fun is about making it watching it but also knowing what I'm going to invest in next. Mm -hmm. I'm a a love personal development. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I love, you know, like we said, we did like Emma Franklin Bell's course. I've done so many courses because one of my favorite things about being in business is learning. Mm. I can learning new things about myself, about others, what I can do differently. So that's what I think is fun. Uh, mm-hmm. and really, yeah, but I do love watching my numbers and also just having that separate bank account. So I've got my finances mm-hmm. and then the family finances. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. I just recorded a, a podcast before this about reconciling and definitely one of the biggest things is having a separate bank account. So you can really just make sure that you can easily keep on top of your numbers and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah. I'm surprised at how many people don't. Yeah. And And when I've spoken to women, they've said, oh, it's because I don't think my business is really a business Mm -hmm. or I don't think this. And to me, I'm like, this is how you make it real. This is how you start to know what you're bringing in, know what you've got for yourself. And if you are paying yourself a wage or, Mm -hmm. you know, however, like, you know, whatever it is to begin with, Mm -hmm. you've got it separate. Yeah, that's right. And also for people who don't consider themselves numbers people, which is lots of sort of women out there, unfortunately, in business right now even just having a separate business bank account makes your life easier because you don't have to separate out all the stuff that's personal it's just all the business is there and it's so easy to it's easier to keep track of I think than having personal stuff mixed in there as well that just made me think of, I actually started my business journey uh, with a friend. We had a macrame business, an online yeah. macrame business, as well as the markets. And thinking about, like we did, we both invested, I think it was a mighty sum of $600 each into yeah. this um, business to begin with. But we set up the bank account separately because we yeah. wanted to know what was coming in and what was coming out. But also in terms of making finance fun, we do the markets, like the Byron Bay markets, the Bangalore markets, and how we'd pay ourselves would be like, right, what do you want to buy at the markets? 
notes today. <laughs> we always get a really nice lunch and yeah, some snacks, yeah. but then we'd be like, okay, what's your pick for the market? And that was how we made it fun. Like, yeah, yeah we weren't like, you know, making heaps and heaps of money, but to us, that was like, it, well, it started me off on my own business. So yeah, I've got to yeah. thank her for that. Yeah, exactly. No, that's great. Yeah. I mean, anything around rewards and stuff, you know, obviously adds to the fun of what mm. you're doing and gives you motivation and all those sorts of things. Yeah. I love a good celebratory, you know, end of financial year type yes. thing. Even if it's me going out by myself, it's like, no, I deserve that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's all part of part of it, I think. And um, so why does mat money matter to you in your business? What do you feel like it does for you um, as a business owner? I mean, we've obviously talked about investing and that sort of thing. Yeah, it definitely does. And I mean, it's going to flow on. We'll talk about ad spend as well, but it just opens up those doors. Mm -hmm. I think when we run our own businesses, we can get so caught up in, oh, like, oh, what's happening with my clients and that type mm -hmm. of thing. But if we're able to sort of look at it, you know, bigger picture, grander scale, not just like week to week, maybe people pay you monthly, maybe people pay you quarterly. Yeah. Like we need to sort of look at it in a bigger picture. Mm. Not sure if I fully answered that question mm. in terms of like money mattering. I mean, yeah. obviously it's, you know, how we do anything in yeah. business. Yeah. And, you know, that question can be how money matters to you personally, you know, or how it matters to what you're wanting to do in the world. I mean, there's many different layers to why money matters really. And I think, yeah. yeah. And I think that leads in a little bit as well to what you're doing at the moment and what obviously you've been going through with the floods, etc., from where you live and the online auction that you've got happening. I was um, really excited to go on there last night. I got your, uh, your email that's, that you sent out with all the auction items and things. So I went and bid on a couple of things. There's some great stuff in there. Yeah, I mean, it's been amazing, the response that I've had from the online community that I'm a part of. And I guess it's another reason why money does matter is to be able to take time out of my business and know that things are okay and I can invest my time into this online auction. I kind of am very overwhelmed by the generosity of so many people, uh, so many females in the business space for giving up their time or places in their courses. Uh, I've just even had like a gift hamper from someone, which I'm very excited about. Um, and lots of them are former clients or current clients and they've all just gone, yes. How can I help? Yeah. Which I think is just amazing. It's amazing how a community comes together and all that. The whole the whole thing has just been amazing to see the community getting behind everyone. And it's, yeah, it's beautiful that you're able to do something because you're in the thick of it, seeing all of this actually happening in real life. You know, we're just seeing it on the news really. So yeah, it's amazing. And so this podcast will come out, I think around the 22nd and your auction goes till the 31st of March. Yeah, so awesome. if anyone's listening um, and it's before the 31st, then they can jump over to your website. So it's your website slash auction, is it? Is that yes, right? I've just created that link uh, and it's through yeah, an awesome, easy access platform called Air Auctioneer, but so many amazing things. There's even like a $7,000 value course. I saw that, yes. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, so that's exciting. So I hope you'll raise lots of money with that. And I hope I my bids win something. We'll see how we go. <laughs> I've bid on a few things too. I'm yeah, like, oh, that looks so, good. So many good things on that. It's great, yeah. So let's talk about a little bit more about making or keeping the fun alive in business. 
So you obviously have lots of fun on your socials and you know you seem to be enjoying what you're doing. So what's what do you think your secret is around making sure that you're bringing fun to your business? That's such a lovely question. And I mean, I have to admit, it's not always fun, let's face it. Um, We all have our ups and downs and ins and outs and all the things. But it is something that I know people like think of me when they think of it and also something that I do try and add into my business. And, you know, I do have a bit of a saying, if it's not fun, it's not worth doing. So I do love to bring that lightness to people. I think for me, sort of, as I said, I had this macrame business that was very fun. Mm. And then moving into my first iteration of my current business with my business partner, you know, we sort of had these, like as much as we were quite fun people, we had this idea of how we needed to present online and, you know, we sort of needed to hide that maybe we were just starting out and we didn't really know what we were doing, Mm. Um, but we wanted to come off as a bigger business and all of these things and watched all the things from the overseas American entrepreneurs and great guidance great you know foundation for all of this but I think as I've been going through my business journey it's like well is that really working for me is it like lighting me up inside and and I think part of what I do is to help others light themselves up yeah and for them to understand what they're bringing to the table because we can get so caught up in the hour in head like I mean, yeah, we've all moved to working from home in the past couple of years. I've been working from home for many years before that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. And you can get so caught up in like, oh, what people are going to think of me. Oh, what am I going to post on socials this week? Oh, it's got to look like this. And it's like, yeah. it's got to look like you. I mean, for many of us, and I think many of your listeners, our business is us. Yeah, that's so right. There's no one else turning up to the Zoom calls, you know, as much as like, it's like yeah. <laughs> that perfectly, you know, makeup person. Yeah. She's not yeah. turning up to my Zoom calls every week with yeah. my clients. Yeah, yeah, She's exactly. not doing my work for me. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I just want to bring that and I want to bring just mm-hmm. the, you know, and I've had feedback from clients and people I've done work with. They're just like, ah, oh, I was being, you know, I was feeling worried or I was feeling self-conscious or, you know, about my life and then I saw you roller skating and I was like ah it's all good (laughs) yeah exactly exactly no that's good and I think you know like there's there's a lot more authenticity and I think you said on one of your podcasts personality marketing it's because it's it's people just want to see us as the leader in our business and who we're presenting if they're going to be you know dealing with our business and buying from us they want to know who we are and what we do and I think that when you get over that hurdle of I don't need to be perfect online, then it just makes it so much easier to do what you do. Exactly. And I think we just sort of, because we are fed so many social media images and yeah, there's people with big followings who do look perfect all the time, Mm. but there's people with big followings who have very successful businesses Mm. with small following, you know, with smaller follow numbers and yeah, yeah, they're having a great time too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yes. It's certainly, there are certainly parts of business that are serious and that you need to knuckle down, but it doesn't need to be that all of the time. We don't need to overthink things all of the time. Yeah, Yeah, I don't think so. And you you hit the, like, when you just said, oh, people need to see us as leaders. Mm. And that's just right. And showing up and being the real you on socials Mm. or in your marketing as being a leader. Mm. Mm. And um, with your journey, so you mentioned your journey through business. So what's your money journey been like? What's your relationship with money (laughs) been over the years of the different businesses you've built? 
it's evolved <laughs> and it continues to evolve. Yeah. I definitely, particularly like the macrame, um, which was my macrame business, that was, you know, pretty simple. Someone pays for goods, you buy the, you know, that's the wholesale version of it. Yeah. It wasn't too hard. What was really interesting with that was even when we we're getting to the point where we were actually outsourcing the creation of the macrame hangings yeah. and still making, you know, we'd done our numbers, so we we're actually still making a profit on it, which was awesome. And then with Ange, yeah, neither of us loved money. Like she was sort of more of like looking after the books. That was her experience. So I was like, oh, have we got money to do this thing? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think even um, even in the past six months, my I've been really looking at the money a lot more in my business, mm-hmm. but also just you know, it's it's so easy to get fixated in the money in the bank mm-hmm. version of it when in actual fact, like tracking things like proposals and, yeah. you know, future funds and, and looking more at that number yeah. is really exciting. You can go, mm-hmm. hey, I did $30,000 in proposals this month. Yeah. yeah, Like it might not pay off right this month and they might not say yes, but that to me is such yeah. a good indicator of the actual yeah. state of the business as well. Yeah. yeah. And it's also like, well, if they aren't saying yes, what's happening there? So my journey, and I've, you know, done work on it and I think it continues to evolve. Um, I've loved listening to some of your episodes as well. I'm like, oh, yeah, I haven't thought of that. <laughs> I think for me it is around tracking yeah. um, and just sort of looking at if I f- am feeling that sort of stagnant feeling, I'm in a, you know, predominantly service-based business at the moment. So it's it's looking at, okay, well, what's coming in later? Like yeah. what's coming in next? Who am I talking to? What can I do if, you know, it's like, oh, okay, I haven't, you know, put out that many proposals this month. Well, why not? What yeah. can I do next? Yeah. And that's sort of that moving into that stage of business after many years of being in business where you're trying to avoid the peaks and the troughs, you know, trying to forward plan a little bit to get a little bit more stable in things. And I think those sorts of things just come over time and experience. It's not something you're probably thinking about on day one when you start a business for the first time, but as you sort of move through your business journey, there's sort of things that you start looking at, you know, like you say, at your stage of business. But yes, definitely tracking of whatever you can in your business, what's important to you is, you know, is one of the keys, I think, of the foundations to knowing what's coming in and what's going out, really. Yeah. And um, what do you think is the opposite of fun in business because <laughs> I know recently I'm in your I'm in your uh, Facebook group and I know that you had oh, mentioned maybe a month or two ago that you had stopped doing something was it group coaching maybe or something like that and you know my question is would you know were the reasons around maybe doing that is that you know it wasn't aligning with what you wanted to do at the moment or how do you make decisions to you know not continue to offer things how do you do that? In your yeah, group? great question. It's funny with the group coaching. Like I loved that group and the people who were in it um, right up until the very end. We had a very fun last call yeah. and I could have easily kept it going. It yeah. just was the reason why I shut it down was because it started off as a three month program. 
back in the start of lockdown in April 2020, uh, a lot of people's businesses were going online for the first time. You know, people were like, oh my God, how am I going to sell Pilates classes? I've got to go online. So that was the first iteration of it. And then people didn't want to leave. So I was mm-hmm. like, okay, cool. We'll do a month to month thing. And then I started selling this like a six month thing and then a 12 month. And then, <laughs> and during that time, obviously the people involved, their businesses evolved. Yes. So as much as it had started off as, hey, let's get some leads in your business. Let's get you feeling better about your marketing, showing up online. It's like, oh, let me help you with a press release or write a proposal. And I mean, that was my own like boundaries need to come in because that's a big thing with financial profitability too, particularly when, I mean, I, I don't want to hang shit on women, but we like to give. Like, yes, we do. It's just most of us, it's in our nature, yeah. it's who we are, and we love to give. So yeah. I was just really noticing myself, as much as I loved supporting the women who were still in the group, that the boundaries were slipping. Yeah. And I loved this. I read um, Rachel Rogers' We Can All Be Millionaires over summer and one of the things that was great yeah Yeah. one of the things that really stuck to me was just about was about boundaries and how women with strong boundaries as much as they may be seen as mean or bitchy Mm. they actually make more money so I really loved that and I just sort of was thinking like as much as I love this group I think it's time to release them into the world (laughs) they were like no but also to go okay well what do I want to offer Um, And it wasn't, I don't think it was feeling like to me, the opposite of fun would probably be heavy or dreading. And I never dreaded the calls. I loved the group. I loved, um, you know, one of my favorite things in my business and that I love about the work that I do is honestly off the cuff marketing advice is to go tell me, you know, standing up on stage and getting peppered by questions after a conference speech is like, ah, bring it on. Yeah, yeah. So coaching really suits me. But during this time, I've also invested in um, some extra training. So neuro-linguistic programming. So wanting to that, you know, I love doing that as well. So how can I, I'm just like taking some time out, I guess, to go, well, how can I incorporate Mm. that with the marketing? Because so many women do need help with visibility, showing up online, feeling good about their business, all the things that I'm living so I'm just sort of spending some time to just allow what happens yeah and I think it's you know it's a motivating thing to know that you know someone who's running a business like yourself is willing to make a decision and say "I've, I've got to decide that this is not right right now and take some time out and have a think about what's next I think lots of people would continue on probably longer than you know perhaps they should and and, you know women in particular like we've talked about I think this boundaries thing comes up so often for us as women in business it just filters into everything we do you know and we put these ideas on us of you know we'll be seen as bitchy or as not serving if we stop doing these things whereas if uh, if a man did that, he wouldn't be seen as that at all, in it, probably in our eyes. So we're putting these sort of ideas on ourselves when, in fact, your community, like you said, understood and they were, you know, ah, they were so happy for me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but also, like you said, one of them said, thank you. You've yeah. given me permission to change my business as well, which I thought was amazing. She's like, yeah. you saying that. But yeah. also on the boundaries thing, you know, we're coming up, you know, end of last year, 
close to Christmas was all talking about, you know, everyone needed a break. Yeah. We were all pretty bent out. 2021 was big year for a lot of people, lots of extra responsibility, lots mm-hmm. of curveballs, all the things. Yeah. And we're talking about it. We're talking about putting <gasps> your holiday dates on your yeah. website <laughs> or on your email. And someone was like, oh, I don't want to do that. And I was like, mm-hmm. what, what do you think of a woman who emails you and tells you what her dates are? What mm-hmm. do you think of her? And the response was, well, I respect that. Yeah. I respect her and her boundaries. And I was like, well, let's just flip that around. <laughs> you can do that too. And yeah. just, but we don't want to, you know, yeah. I know for years, like, cause I work, um, I still have young children. So I didn't want to let people know. Yeah. I wasn't working on Mondays and Fridays. I mean, I'll still email. <laughs> <laughs> it's so important, you know, and I, I look back on that and I'm like, I wish I had been stronger in those boundaries because yeah. yeah, it's more profitable. You're more focused. You've got less, you know, even if you, you know, you let people know your working hours and you've got less time, well, you're going to make it happen. Yeah. It, it happens in that time. Absolutely. Yes. And, and people respect boundaries when you give them the boundaries yeah so let's talk about spending money to make money oh yes your favorite topic probably (laughs) oh this has come from obviously I do Facebook ads and over the years particularly when Ange and I were in business together we ran a lot of workshops and you know even so I've probably taken a similar vein online teaching people who want to dip their toe in the water of Facebook ads yeah but overcoming this fear of, oh my goodness, Facebook's going to take my $200 or my $50 or my $20 and run away with it. And I'm never going to see anything ever again yep. is a really big, real fear for so many people. So it's more Facebook ads is around numbers too. So, yep. Yep. you know, it's looking at it and going, well, what can you invest? What do you feel comfortable spending right now? Yep. And then let's look at, you know, the the information we have available, the data, what kind of results are you going to get? And then once you've run ads, you look at result, what results you did get yeah. and go, great, well, what have I learned from that? Or what do I want to do next? Mm. But it's really a big thing, particularly mm. if you're starting in business or you're new to this advertising thing, like the thought of spending money that may see a return. Yeah that you don't know what it's going to be, it's scary. Yeah, absolutely. And I think lots of people, you know, when they start a business are very risk adverse. And so, you know, that that risk of exactly what you say, spend money, will I make the money or won't I make the money? But I think, you know, you have a very logical way of putting all this information together. I've listened to the last couple of podcasts that you've done around this particular topic. And it's it's all very logical information, I think. So, you know, you don't just go and whack some money on the wrong thing to advertise. Uh, and I'm sure you can talk to that more or putting money into Facebook advertising where you don't have the back end set up properly to send people to the right place and to lead them through the right things to get them to do what you want them to do, whether it's click buy or whatever. So yeah, I think there's there's so many bits and pieces that if you just follow along and put the right things in place, then, and like you say, then you're testing, etc. Then it doesn't mm. have to be a, a throwing money at Facebook and, you know, supporting marks whatever <laughs> trust me there's some soul searching going on at the moment <laughs> yeah 
I was like, oh, I watched something the other day and I was like, oh, oh, I turned to my husband. I was like, it's too late to change my career. (laughs) Anyway, I mean, I do see it as a tool. Yeah. In much the same way that we might have used, you know, I'm a big fan of local media. I don't want people to pull their ads out of local newspapers or radio vitally important but you know back in the day we'd grab our 500 dollars display ad and we'd pop it up there and we wouldn't know what happened yeah exactly whereas now we get some pretty cool data out of facebook to go oh how many people went to my website Mm. oh did they take any actions did why didn't they take any actions instead of thinking it's all our fault (laughs) nobody's signing up to something or buying something from us oh it must be my fault must people must not like me or something yeah that's it in actual fact maybe you're making it really hard for them to pay you money maybe it's really hard they don't really understand what they're signing up for and we don't really want to sign up to everything these days yeah. and I think some of that background work as well then I would imagine is things like you know targeting the right audience um, um or- fact about that less and less important um yeah. Facebook's and I know it, I mentioned it on my podcast episodes but Facebook's algorithm these days knows so much about us you know mil- minimum of about a million data points on all of us right. so it really comes down to more about images and copy mm-hmm. and what it is to make people excited I've just seen in some stats today like yeah that the targeting didn't make as much okay <laughs> difference so as I does thought. Facebook worry about the targeting for you from those data uh, and you worry about what it looks like yeah so essentially you've got um like what I'd call cold audiences, so people who don't know who you are and your warm audiences where you're retargeting people. Mm-hmm. Um, and Facebook a couple, probably a year or so ago came out with an extra feature where <laughs> essentially you tick a box and it says um, reach more people, uh, Facebook algorithm will find these more people and basically disregard your targeting. Right. So it's saying by ticking that box, just let us find the best people stop trying to control the algorithm so I look at it okay what do we have control over we've got how much money we're spending our budget and what we're putting into the ad itself okay cool yeah even just understanding a basic thing of like what kind of results would you get $20 or $300 and I guess it's probably even like the invitation to come on this show maybe even inspired that Facebook ads on a small budget series yeah that's cool yeah and uh, so what if someone had never done a Facebook ad before and they wanted to do something do you suggest people get help or should they trial and error themselves or where should they start that's a great question. I think it just depends on what they're, you know, looking at, like we said about financials, like what's the mm-hmm. long-term goal? Yeah. Like, yeah, you can hit that boost post button mm-hmm. and hope for the best and spend $50 and then wonder why nothing happened. Yeah. Or if you're like, my long-term goal is to grow my email list yeah. so that I can launch a course later in the year or, I want to sell a membership or I want more people to book into my services, then that's when you're looking at it from like a bigger picture. So yeah, I think sort of getting some sort of understanding, you can have a go. Um, And I know people who've done quite well, even just sort of having a tinker around, checking out some YouTube videos, that type of thing. Like there's Mm -hmm. heaps of free information out there. Mm, Yeah. Um, but I think, like I said, it really comes down to that long term. Mm. What am I willing to 
you know, and I don't think you ever lose as probably with any advertising, mm. um, not just Facebook and Instagram ads, but you're always going to learn something. You're always yeah. going to learn did people like that thing that I put out? Did they click on it? Did yeah. they take action? Okay, if not, why not? What can I do? Yeah. And so if you're in testing phase, let's say, is spending a little bit less money to trial a couple of different things, like whether that be um, a popular post, a video, and maybe a lead magnet or something, I don't know, and try a few different things and see what works better. Is it better to spend a little bit less money and just figure out what's working first? If you're going to do that, I'd probably do them like separately. So just do one for a couple of weeks or a month because when we talk about low budgets, that's often people who want to spend $5 or $10 a day. So, yeah, it just depends on Mm. what your goals are. In terms of like... I just want more people to know about me. Something even like a video, like a video ad where they get to see you, get to know you. I can get quite technical about why it's so good, but it's just a good visibility thing. And that running a video ad in conjunction with other types of ads can work really well. Yeah, cool. Yes, because I think, you know, if, like you said, if you've got an idea on what you're trying to do, then it's, it's probably not just about I want more followers but what do we want those followers to do? Do we want, yeah. are we trying to get more to, like you say, sell a course later, get them into a membership later or whatever that may be and then sort of tailoring some information around that, I suppose. So it's building their visibility or knowledge of you. Yeah. Totally. And I mean, in the talks that I you know, speak with most people about like building their list, like their email list and their followers in that way, you know, they'll often say to me, it's five months until someone turns into a customer or it's yeah. 12 months or that person has been on my list for three years until she finally bought something. So yeah. if anything, it's about, well, what can you do now? Mm-hmm. Even if it is little, you know, a little bit of an investment yeah. that will pay off down the track. And I mean, as I always like to joke, it's an absolute waste of money if you never talk to them ever again on yeah. emails. <laughs> Don't do that if you don't want to send emails. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. And uh, I think you said on your podcast as well, you know, it's very unlikely that someone's going to buy something expensive from your ad the first time in particular. If you're known, perhaps it might change things. So using advertising perhaps in the beginning as more of a visibility tool and an email building, list building tool, etc. And then later on when you've built that, information through emails etc then there's something sold later yeah I think a lot of people are probably sitting there thinking well if I do advertising on Facebook I need to be selling something right now but it's not that at all not necessarily I mean it comes down to that like it depends on the industry obviously but you know that value giving and becoming known and being a leader and showing up regularly that will build a sustainable growth business in terms of oh should I be selling something I mean yeah you've got your e-commerce brands they are selling something Mm -hmm. but it is as much as what I love people to do when it comes to ads if they are sort of at this like oh I think I might start using them in my business is start to notice what advertising works on them why why did you click on that ad what got your attention about that image 
what was it about that video that you watched a little bit longer than you normally do? Mm. Just being a bit aware of that because we are being advertised to constantly. (laughs) So we are in constant market research mode too. That's it, yeah. One thing that I do love to just make people aware of because it can also be quite um, disheartening because, because the Facebook algorithm knows so much about us. If we are out there clicking on competitors or clicking mm. on people who do similar stuff to us, mm. all of a sudden we're going to see <laughs> a lot of ads like that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and yep. it can be like, oh my God, everyone's doing this already. Yeah. Or it could be, oh great, there's a market for it. You know, there's people out there who want this. So yes. just being yes. aware of what's working on you is a great thing and like you said if you haven't bought a $500 program or product from an ad recently yeah chances are your audience won't either yes exactly yeah no that I really like that advice I think that's very practical advice for people to start with at least anything else that we should know like the the do's the top couple of do's and don'ts around Facebook advertising that people should know if they're gonna give it a go Going in with your eyes wide open is a big one. Uh, if you are going to, like, if you're like, I really want to make a goal of it um, and I do want to invest, you know, hundreds or if not thousands of dollars, then, yeah, get some advice, yeah. um, whether it's doing a program or doing sessions, um, that type of thing. But as I said in that, like, the latest podcast episode I put out, I really love people um yeah understanding the full customer journey when it comes to facebook ads it's not just all about the ad the Mm -hmm. ad is where we get people to stop the scroll to click so that's why we always need to put our best foot forward why should people stop yeah Yeah. (laughs) crazy i know um and then also making that experience on your website or whatever that next step is Mm -hmm. really user friendly so making sure it's mobile friendly it's easy to understand not like oh click 17 times and then you'll get the thing or Mm. what am i signing up for again um and also just having some fun with it Mm. often it is like the weird image or yeah. the like yeah. the strange <laughs> screenshot that gets the attention so we don't you know and I've done this many times myself in my own ads or yeah. clients it's like we all want to look smart and professional holding our computer but like no yes. it's the weird ads that get the attention yes yes the standard I noticed that you do lots of that in because I see your ads coming up in my feed too and I see that you do you know it replicates how you are in your business really isn't that it yeah it's very natural and it's not the styled professional photo shoot shots that are on your ads generally yeah they don't work as well I mean I keep on testing it um because sometimes people have beautiful shots and it does depend on the audience but I often find it is those off the cuff photo with your dog or yeah dogs and children win every time Um, (laughs) but not everyone wants to advertise with their children which I completely understand um but yeah just the sort of bit more normal Mm. bit more like what's the image actually telling people yeah you've got a computer cool so we all do (laughs) (laughs) that's it yeah well great this has been a really uh, varied chat I think but that's good we've covered lots of different topics so any last thoughts on fun in business before we wrap up? Just have a go. If you've, you know, one of my favourite 
like recent client stories is I was working with this 60 year old yoga therapist and she started after working with me, she was doing reels, Instagram reels every Friday. And she realized that, yeah, she felt a bit dorky, felt a bit silly, but they were actually really fun to make. And she had a lot of fun with it. So I think if we, you know, sort of make it into a game and it's not about numbers, not about followers, but it's you actually Mm. having a bit of fun I mean these are creative outlets creative yeah. platforms let's use it like that doesn't yeah. always have to be serious and intelligent sounding yeah exactly because no, clearly that's... I sounded really intelligent then so. yeah, you did absolutely <laughs> oh, that's good yes reels is something I've been playing around with I need to um just get my head around it and just get in there and have a play but yes I'm looking forward to using that creative side because I think the same thing anything like reels or little videos and things particularly for this podcast because it's about making finance fun then I really want to bring that fun and creative side of me to something like you know reels and it's just stories etc so it's something I'm playing with you know for the next little while so it's good awesome yeah I love it yeah excellent well thank you so much for being here it's been great to chat to you and um good luck with the auction i'm excited to see thank you yeah great thanks miranda inspired to take action head on over to our website blossomingbusiness.com.au for this episode's show notes and access to all of our resources You've been listening to the Her Money, Her Business podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please head over to iTunes and leave us a review. I'm Sonia Belzarolo, and until next time, keep striving to make finance fun and money matter.